I paced the first base coach's box and I, I watched my little boy warming up on deck. Every cell of his body reflected eager nervousness. When his turn came, he, stopped, he steps in the batter's box and he goes through the motions he's seen other people do. It was the first year of baseball for him. Every game he put in his three innings in right field and that earned him a couple of at-bats during each game if things went well for the team. When he was in the batter's box, my heart was there with him so much it's impossible to describe. He is my firstborn son. His uniform pants were usually very clean, <laughs> very white, and he was smaller than the other boys. And the years between 10 and 12 can be very significant growth years. So little Kyle was athletic, but lacking in size and lacking in experience and in the confidence that goes with them because he was 10. When he stepped into the box, he took a he looked sternly out toward the pitcher with serious concentration. He never did look relaxed and loose. That wasn't his style. He'd bend his knees and try to spring up and down to stay loose. He would take his practice cuts with the bat. I taught him to do all that stuff. The ball would come in and I would just pray. If you were watching me that day, you would have no way of knowing that pacing up and down that coach's box I was deep in prayer. I prayed, Lord, I know there are people with serious needs and staggering problems in this world, but please, Lord, please let that little boy get on base. Please let him get on base. Every time Kyle came up to bat, I prayed for him with all my heart. And a few times that year, my desperate prayers were answered and my son safely reached first base. And one of those times he was immediately called out because he turned toward second base, but he, but he did get on base. The next year he got on base a lot more. And by the time he was 12, it was rare for him not to get on base. Nearly every time he came to bat, he'd eventually score and bat in other runners. Last week, 14 years later, this same young man stood before a crowd of a couple of hundred young people with his Bible in his hand. He was sharing about the process of our faithful God has been using in his life bringing him to a place of surrender to a life of vocational ministry. My mind went back to those early prayers and I found myself again pouring out my heart to God. God bless him, help him, guide him, use him, make a way for him, keep him from harm, deliver him from evil. All my life I have had others who poured out their hearts to God for me in prayer every day to make good in life. And I so thank God for that. I hope you have someone who prays for you with that kind of intensity. I hope there's someone in your life who stirs your heart to pray for them in that way. Everyone ought to have somebody pray for him like that. Well, I wrote that little piece back in 2006. And now I believe that my son's been in ministry approaching 17 years. But you know, I still pray for him. And on Saturday night, sometimes... I'll go online, and when he's uh, he's a campus pastor at the Cascades campus of the Ada Bible Church in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and when he he greets the people and he welcomes them to worship, I'm I'm uh, I'm that dad again, standing in the first base batter's box, and I'm praying for him. 
praying for him with all my heart. I hope you have somebody praying for you. Well, that's my story from out on the Bittersweet Farm, where every day is a beautiful day and the little light in the kitchen is always on. <laughs>